The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hello and welcome to the Green Industry Podcast. This show is all about helping lawn care and landscape professionals take your business to the next level. Your host, Paul, is the best-selling author of Cut That Grass and Make That Cash and the brand new book, Best Business Practices for Landscapers, now available on Audible. Here's your host, Paul Jamison. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Podcast Summit. We just had some delicious brisket. We got Jason Skiles in the house, the police officer. Yes, sir. That was a good lunch. What'd you get? Did you get the brisket? I got the brisket. Yep. Some of that yellow, that mac and cheese. Yeah, I got a little bit of that. Yep, it was delicious. <laughs> I love, that was Mission mission Barbecue. My goal on this trip was to eat healthy. And so last night we had dinner with the almonds and, and Naylor, and Naylor picked up the tabs, like, get whatever you want. So they are. Right, I ordered steak and broccoli, which is pretty healthy. Mm-hmm. I just destroyed my diet here. I just <laughs> it's all gone. Oh man, I just ate a big old plate of cheesy macaroni it's and cheese. So cheesy, and it's burnt a little bit. Oh, it's perfect. Well, we are at Mulchmate thanks to Kohler Engines and uh, LCR Media and Mulchmate for for having us here at this event. Uh, Jamie from Kohler wasn't able to make it, but she wanted to make sure you guys know they got their event coming up February twentieth through twenty fourth in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. I went a couple of years ago, phenomenal event, uh, training all day long, and there's um, it's just world-class event. So you guys can um, sign up. It's called the Lawn and Landscape Society, and I would highly recommend attending um, the event. More information at lawnlandscapesociety.com, and uh, I'll be there. I think Naylor will be there. Caleb will be there. So good times. Also, thanks to our show sponsor. They were our very first show sponsor. If you listened to the show on Monday, I, I shared the story of how Jobber started started sponsoring our podcast. Uh, that's on episode 615. I was literally in tears telling the story, crying, laughing so hard. It was funny. But um, I was just talking off air with you, Jason, that uh, Jobber, it's a software that I use to run my business, which basically takes care of administration tasks. So if you want to send an invoice to a customer... It will look very professional, similar to if a big brand sent out an invoice. Look very professional, and then your customer can pay it. Or you can get, my favorite feature, get your customer's card on file. And then you can communicate with your customers, send them emails before the job or text after the job, follow up with them, and um, manage a dashboard of who owes you money. And and you you can really just see what's going on with your business um, a lot more than that, but... As you grow your business, you want to automate. Jobber is what I personally use since summer 2019. Getjobber.com forward slash Paul will get you a free 14-day trial. Well, Jason, you drove all the way from Lancaster? Yes, sir. PA. They're a police officer up there and uh, a weekend warrior side hustle business. So tell us the story. So I've been, I was a kid in the neighborhood that pushed around a craftsman 
not self-propelled oh. mower for a couple of years when, before I could drive. And then uh, I ended up getting a, my sister's mother-in-law to mow, and that was a drive. So I had a little Mazda B2000 What truck. do you mean your sister's mother-in-law? You lost me. My sister... Her, she's older. I have, I'm the youngest of four. Okay. I always tell them they, my parents save the best for last. Yeah. So uh, I have like, they're all at least ten years older than me. Okay. So my sister was married. Okay. Uh, when I was a kid. Oh, was like, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. So so her mother-in-law uh, had a big property over in a pretty exclusive neighborhood. So I'd load up the Craftsman into my little Mazda B2000 truck and drive over there and I'd mow and. Trim. And those self-propel. No. And you're no. doing a, a legit property. Yeah, it was, uh, I don't know, it was probably like maybe like a third of an acre or something like that. And I would take care of the mulch and all that. I was 16, wow. 17. That was kind of the start of it. Um, and then I got into retail and I worked for uh, home audio, car audio place. Okay. And I worked at uh, a bicycle shop for a while. And then my father's retired police officer, my, okay. my brother's in law enforcement, my uncle's in law enforcement. It's just blue bloods, I guess, you know, mm-hmm. can't get it out. I can't shake it. So yeah, I was dating my wife who I met at the bike shop and her father says, when are you going to get a real job? Ooh. Yeah. So I was like, well, I, I had tested with the police department before and I didn't make it high enough on the list. So I had uh-huh. to, I didn't make it to the next step. And okay. so I was like, well, maybe I'll try this again. And walking into a room full, like 125 people to take a test was a little daunting. And I came out number two and I was like, oh my gosh, like, all right, I guess I'm ready for this. So that was in 2001. So I went to the police academy and did all that. I've been there for 20 years. It's a small department. There's like 35 officers and we cover like 30 square miles. Nice okay. area. I don't know geography that well. If you guys listen to my show for any length of time, I know more than the Almonds. They didn't know where Denmark. Do you know where Denmark's at? Yeah, I think so. Where's it at? Sweden. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, it's in Europe somewhere. It's in Europe somewhere. They thought it was in Canada or Australia. So Right, right. No, <laughs> well, I, I know enough of that. Now, yeah. now, now, Pennsylvania, believe this or not, I grew up in Canton, Ohio. So 45 miles or, or, or so west, you'd hit Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania line, yeah. Yeah. I have good friends in Marysville, Ohio. Okay. So I'd travel a turnpike and out that way. Okay. But I only went to Pennsylvania twice. I went to Pittsburgh. We went on a field trip in seventh or eighth grade and went on like this incline thing. Um, so yeah, we, we went on a field trip to Pittsburgh and then I went out to a wedding that was somewhere in Pennsylvania. I don't remember where, but I, so I know what Pennsylvania looks like. Where's Lancaster? I know Philly and, Pen- okay, and Pittsburgh. So you're looking at Philly. Lancaster is about an hour west. Okay. So you ever, how about this? You maybe, maybe I'm not good at Did you ever geography? watch the show Amish Mafia? Do you remember no, that I, show? I threw my TV in oh, the trash. Yeah. Well, this is this goes back. This is like ten years ago. Amish Mafia is yeah, from yeah. Pennsylvania. Yeah, the show unfortunately was filmed there, and it's not a true depiction of the Amish life. Um, of the Amish, kind of like the population is on the eastern side of Lancaster County. Okay. Um, which would be about a half an hour from Philadelphia in that general area. I'm on the west side of Lancaster. The Susquehanna River okay. runs. Uh, Borders Lancaster County, York County, and then down to the Chesapeake Bay, which is not far from where we're at right here. Yeah. So <clears throat> it's an hour north, hour and a half north of where we're at here in Baltimore. Okay. So it's it's uh, 
a lot of residential. Uh, the area where I work is a lot of residential, and then there's a lot of preserved farmland. We have a couple major highways. You know, we got a lot of traffic, a lot of crashes. Oh, really? Uh, a lot of retail. Uh, you know, we got uh, big box stores and stuff. Like, no shopping mall, but we have a lot of like you know strip malls and stuff like that. A bunch of bunch of schools, big high school with like three thousand kids. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's a, it's busy. Like our area is busy where I work. Okay. Um, I like it. I, I grew up where I work. So I know a lot of people, guys are always busting my chops about being the mayor. Every time I go to a call, they're like, Oh, it's Jay. Hey Jay. And the like, guys always roll their eyes at me. And it's, I mean, it's a double-edged sword though, because I know a lot of people, but then I know a lot of people because, you know, sometimes I got put in handcuffs. Yes, yeah. you already know. So. Yeah, I'm like, sorry. Dude. Like, I arrested someone at the high school with who I was friends with. Oh, know? really? Like, he, but he beat up his wife. So, oh, I mean, you can't do stuff like that, you know? And yeah. he knew it. He, he, he said, hey, Jace, you're doing your job. It's good. And, and I try to keep that relationship. Like, I'm not, I'm pretty chill yeah. when I'm, when I'm working. It takes a lot to push my buttons. And uh, I like helping people. You know, I, I helped a ton of people throughout my years, and a lot of them I've known, and some I've grown to know. Some some people that I've uh, befriended just from helping them out because they had problems with their kids or, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. So uh, I like it. It's fun, but it's stressful. Yeah. You know, and I I tell people that no one ever calls a cop for something good. Right. <laughs> you know, I don't get called when you get a promotion or I don't get called when, you know. Hey, we're having a barbecue. Yeah. Brisket, yeah. come well, on I, out. I get called to barbecues, but that's because the music's too loud or yeah. the neighbors didn't get invited and they're ticked because there's the, cars the, all over the street. The, the family got in a brawl. The family got in a brawl, <laughs> yeah. I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't get invited. Sometimes I've been there. I've been to barbecues and, you know, if I'm me and my partner are there and, and we're like, you know, making small talk with them, but still solving the problem. They'll be like, Hey, when are you guys done with shift? When'd you come back? I've had that happen. Eight. I mean, I don't go, I don't go back, but you know, yeah. it's been offered. What's been the, one of the more unique stories you feel comfortable sharing that uh, interesting or different or just like, well, that, that, that was a new one. There's just, I, I was, I was telling Dan earlier that if people would communicate with each other, like we probably wouldn't even be needed. Um, a lot of stuff that happens, you know, whether it's husband, wife or neighbor to neighbor, father and son, like if they would just communicate and like Mm. solve their problems that way, or no, nobody does that. Neighbors don't know each other. When I was a kid, like I knew everybody in my neighborhood. Uh I knew, you know, Mrs. Peters next door and, and, uh, Mr. Ziegler down the street and, you know, like everybody knew everybody now. I don't think people like come out of their house to know their neighbors. Wow. And so like if their dog's barking, they can't just say, Hey Jim, uh, your dog was barking a lot last night. I don't know if something's wrong or like, uh, you know, you left him out by accident or whatever. They just call the police. Wow. There's a dog barking next door. Then we go over and knock on the door and they're like, Oh, he called the police on us. Oh, well, screw him. <laughs> oh man! And, and then it's on, and then it's like, well, he, he oh, well now man. now his car's five feet from the curb, so I'm going to call about that. Or you oh, know, so petty, petty it gets, stuff. It gets really petty. Oh, it gets really man. Pe- and well, then, what's been the most petty call? And folks, we'll get to lawn care in a minute, but I'm enjoying. Actually, this, this one is uh, very <laughs> lawn care related. I went to a call. I tra- I'm a training officer, and so I was training a new guy, and got a call for. Uh, neighbor disturbance 
and pull up in neighborhoods. One of the, we, I don't know what it's like where you live, but we have these neighborhoods that are packed in. I mean, they pack house to house. They're, you can barely get a mower down between them. They're, they're mm-hmm. so close. Well, we, we go to this house and pull up and uh, a lady stand at the edge of the driveway. And I, I said, hey, how's it going, ma'am? What, what can I do for you today? And she's like, well, this next door neighbor's bl- blowing the grass clippings on my sidewalk. Oh, man. And I'm like, uh, and, you know, I didn't tell her that I do lawn work on lawn the side. Bro, yeah. <laughs> I said, "You, oh, okay. I was like, you didn't say anything to him then? You didn't, like, ask him to, like, blow it in another direction or just not blow it your way? Or She's like, no. And I said, oh, okay. I said, so you called the police for, because he's blowing leaf clippings or, or grass. I mean, it was grass clippings. And it wasn't, like, clumps. It was just, like, the normal. Residue. Yeah, just residue. So... I said, all right, well, I'm going to go talk to him, and I'll come back and let you know. Okay. So I knock on the door, and the guy, they're just sitting. It's dinner time. So they're just sitting down, his wife and child, and just seemed like a nice guy. And I said, hey, man, how's it going? And he's like, did she call the police? Like, he already knew. Oh, and I was man. like, uh, I was like, well, you tell me. <laughs> and I said, she called because you're blowing grass clippings down there. I said, and I see them. Like, I, I see the grass clippings on our sidewalk, but, you know, I— I, I need to kind of come up with a resolution here. I don't, I don't want this to turn into like a big deal for you or for her, or yeah. for us, really. I don't want to have to keep coming back here. So <laughs> I've done this a couple times. I don't do this all the time because I really got to feel out the situation. But I said, I got an idea. I'm going to have a little meeting with the three of us. We're going to, rather than me, I'm not going to be the middleman on this because I could go tell her what you said. And it, yeah. it's, we're just going to spin our wheels. I'm going to go, we're going to go over there together and we're going to hash this out face to face. You think that's a good idea? He's like, yeah, that's fine with me. So we go over and <laughs> the lady wasn't expecting that. Oh. And so I said, all right. I just stood there with my arms crossed and I said, let's air out the problem here. I said, the only problem that I'm being called here for is that you don't like the grass clippings on their on your sidewalk, right? Is there any other thing going on here? Is there any backstory that I don't know about? Nope, just that. She was she was like kind of shocked that I am yeah. doing this. So peeling the layers of the onion here. I, I, <laughs> we cut the onion in half. <laughs> so uh, he she he says, okay, no problem. I, I'll I'll blow the grass back in my because I said, why don't you just blow it back in your grass? Like just blow it the other way. Yeah, yeah, that's probably a good idea. So he, he's like, all right, I'll go do it. And then he, he starts walking away, and he turns around. Well, they had this little, like, little cherry tree or something, like, right around the sidewalk, had a low branch. And he stops, and he's like, well, I'll do that. But you got to trim this low-hanging branch off your tree because I, I hit my head on it every time I walk my kid around the block. And so the original complaint, and he's like, well, I'll, I'll, the husband then came out. And he's like, well, I'll do that then. And he's like, no, you'll do it now. And I said, Okay. I was like, go get your clippers, <laughs> cut this branch, go get your blower, oh, blow the grass, man. and then everyone's going to be happy and I'm not going to come back here again, right? Okay. Everybody did their bit and I was gone. I never got called back. Trim, trimmed a little limb of the bush and, and, and blew a little grass, grass clipping. We're all, we're all back. To Good old Lancaster, PA, man. It's a little, yeah. little different scene down in the yeah, Atlanta I mean, Police you, Department. You got, they, <laughs> yeah, that's it's a much you, different, much, no doubt. Oh, there, I mean, I've been called for like cows on the roadway because, you know, we got some farms and the cows get loose and they got cows on the road and wow. cows are not fun. <laughs> they are not fun to try to move. Wow. 
So, um, yeah, it's it's a fun job. I mean, I I, I kind of wish I wrote more down over the last twenty years. I wrote some stuff down, but I, I wish because I, I think I could write a pretty cool book. Yeah, you know, Mike, oh, Zach, one of my former roommates, a friend of mine, he's in fire services, paramedic, and, and things of that nature, and he's working on a book. The stories he has is just oh. crazy stories. Yeah, I mean it, and I'm not. I'm not as strong, emo, thick, thick-skinned or emotionally as, you know, I was talking to my neighbor who's a sheriff and he's seen over a hundred um, deaths, whether it was a suicide or homicide or whatever. He's, he's said, I've got over a hundred of them under my belt. And it's just, just come home from work and play with the kids and get back to life. And I was like, I, that, I'm not built like that. If I, I go through something, I need therapy or yeah. counseling or something, you know, but Zach's stories are like, what? Yeah. And he's, he's working on a book. I was like, unbelievable. Yeah. There it's, you know, I can't say that you ever get used to seeing dead bodies, but like I've, I mean, I remember years back I, I was, got called for an unconscious person at a house and I, the mom was there and she's like, he's up in his bedroom. And I go up and here's a, it's a kid that I went to elementary school oh. with and he, and he overdosed oh. and he, he died as I was working on him. Oh. I mean like stuff like that's hard. And, but I mean, yeah. I have so many good stories though. Like, you know, I, I was telling Naylor, I, I had a guy, I was just driving along patrol like one o'clock in the morning and there was a guy, you know, ready to jump off an overpass. Man. You saw him, yeah. But I saw him standing up on the on the uh, bridge abutment thing, and I I got out. I recognized him. I dealt with him earlier on a call, and uh, where he's having a, an argument with his girl, and he chose that he was going to go to the bridge. And we had a conversation, and I ended up pulling him down off the bridge. And a couple weeks later, I saw him, and I saw him in one of our convenience stores locally, and he's wearing a suit. He's all dressed up, and. He saw me, comes running over, gives me a big hug. Wow. He's like, thank you. You know, you, you saved, saved my, my life. life you literally. saved my life. And I got a job now and I have a relationship with my son again. And like that stuff, you can't, you can't put a label on that. Like that's, that's some of the most rewarding things. And it, like, I feel like I'm Christian and, and I, I fully believe that God put me on that road at that time. No question. The divine no, setup. An appointment. No Amen. Well, we're going to take a quick moment here from today's show sponsors. I'm going to get a drink of uh, uh, Essentia. I feel bad. I gave you a pull and spring. Oh you know, water, <laughs> water's water. It's fine. Man, Ricky gave me this nice Essentia. And uh, the probably the Christian thing would do would be give you one too. But I, <laughs> I got right. you a you, pull and spring, you man. You can drink your You're fancy water. At, it's fine. You're looking at me like, what? It's all right. My water is just <laughs> as thirst quenching as that. Hey, is. this this was a gift from Rookie. Uh, very very kind of him. He actually had it on the table when I was with him, and he said, "Well, that's really not for drinking. That's just for show." Oh. <laughs> I was like, "Well, okay, I, hey, I wasn't thirsty." If anyway. you if you for real want one, there's some over there because um. I think we got several of them. I can't take them home with me because I, I got to fly on an airplane. Oh, no, it's okay. So, a pull in spring is just fine for me. All right. It's fine. So, all right, we'll be back more. We'll actually uh, transition into lawn care because obviously you're on a lawn care podcast. And uh, we'll, we'll share how you started your side hustle and maybe what the future plans for that are. And uh, much more coming up as the Green Industry Podcast rolls on from Podcast Summit here in Frigid, Maryland. Thank you.
Hey, Landscaper, do you work hard all year for freedom but still feel as though your money controls you? Unfortunately, because you can't give bookkeeping your full energy or focus, it just sits there most nights untouched, continually haunting you? Because your business demands your time elsewhere, you need a personalized bookkeeping solution dedicated to your industry. Gulf Coast Bookkeeping, now known as the Landscaping Bookkeeper, is dedicated to giving your time and peace of mind back through our monthly bookkeeping service. You can begin this partnership with us today by going to gulfcoastbk.com and scheduling a 15-minute phone call. We want you to become a confident and informed business owner. We'll take care of your grain so you can take care of theirs. Schedule a 15-minute call today at gulfcoastbk.com. You can count on Jobber to keep your business organized. Manage your business and back and forth with customers from one place. Estimate, quote, schedule, invoice, get paid, no software experience required. Friends, you can save 20% off your first six months at getjobber.com forward slash Paul or click on the link in today's show notes to try out the business management software that I've been using for years, Jobber. It's Brittany here with the Hardscape Academy. If you're serious about keeping good qualified people around, then you have to train them. You can say, well, what if they leave? I've trained them and I've spent all this time and resources on it. But what if they stay and you haven't taken that time to train them and they're not able to grow within your company and run their own jobs? That falls on you. So check out the hardscapeacademy.com to train yourself and your crews. This month, we're going to be launching our crewman paver training video. This video is for your employees. It is the how to hardscaping and not so much the why everything is done the way it is. In this 45 minute video, you'll be able to brief your employees on paver installation basics so they're ready to crush the day on site with you. The hardscapeacademy.com is the place to get skills and training for you and your crew so you can excel as a professional hardscaper and grow your company. You'll learn all the techniques and best practices to properly install pavers and retaining walls. Check out the hardscapeacademy.com. All right, guys, we are back with Jason, nicknamed Jay, right? Yep. That's what they're calling when you're arresting them. Like, Jay, man. Remember English class, Jay? Well, oh, that, that one was in my homeroom. Oh, really? Yeah, he was He was actually a friend, and it, oh, it was kind of like, man. it was eye-opening for him and me. I was just like, oh, hey, man, I'm sorry. We got to do this. Yeah, now you're making me feel bad, because I, call, I called the police on my neighbor. And it's, it's not petty, but um, here's what happened. That's what they all say. <laughs> yeah. So, so I, I live in a, in a um, place where I'm on the top floor and then the guy called the police on below me. And then underneath him is a nurse that works nights. Okay. And so she gets so fed up with this guy cause he is so loud and um, disrespectful and, and just, uh, he he makes poor poor decisions. So we're here at Marchman. We got we got a dog barking here. Um, it's a mulchmate mascot. Yeah. So here here's the situation. The, the nurse would, would complain to me. She's like, "Who is this new neighbor? Because our, our previous neighbor, we would never hear. Her. Uh, she lived there for like two years, and she was quiet as a mouse. I just never heard her. This new guy comes in, just banging on everything, and f this, f that. You can just hear him, just you know, mother, just like colorful language, you know, at odd times of day, like what is going on down there? And and so I would, sometimes I do some podcasting at home and you know, I need peace and quiet, especially when I'm recording an audio book or whatever. And this guy will sit on his balcony right outside 
uh, you know, right below, but right outside where my podcast studio is and mother effer. Just like, I think he, he's either on drugs or drinks or something. I don't even think he works. I don't know. I don't know how he's paying his bills, but I'm sitting here trying to do the podcast. And it's like, F this, F that, F this and F that all the time. So finally, one day I just called the police. <laughs> <laughs> and, I had enough. Yeah. And, and so anyway, they came and knock on the door and all, it all stops. And he, whatever they said to him, he shut up for the day. And then the next day he was out in the parking lot and he watched me walk into my, where I live and he just stared me down and he, he knew I must've been the one who called. And then he's just been mean mugging me since. No other contact. Just, no, just, just a stare down. Yeah. Just, just a stare down. And, um, but he, he's gone right back to his old ways. There's, there's no, I think if anything, it's gotten worse with the, the noise and I, whatever. I tell people when, you know, I go to a lot of calls like that, neighbor, neighbor complaints and whatnot. And I always tell people like, I'll be more than happy to take care of this, but I got to tell you, it, there could be some retaliatory things. I said, it might not, might not be anything or it could be, could be bad. Like you don't know how people are going to react when they see the police knocking on their door. Like yeah. you could have some, you know, now you, you park your car a little crooked in the space and they're calling the police about, or you know, you, who knows what could happen. You just have to realize that something, it, it, you know, there, there's a reaction for every action. So. Yeah. But, but, uh, I, I try to have a, uh, a, a, a quiet environment. Like when I'm doing oh, a podcast at home or audio book and it's just like, it just got out of hand. But, uh, no, you, in hindsight, maybe I should have just persevered through it, but not, but no. I wasn't able to work for real. I wasn't able, you would, in the background, you heard F, 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 like, where's this, what kind of, I don't mind you hearing a dog barking, but the F word, I, I, always I keep tell, a clean show. I tell people, you, you can only take so much and you, you shouldn't have to live where you can't be comfortable or feel safe or, you know, so sometimes you, you ought to call the police. That's what we're there for. Yeah. All right, well, let's switch gears to yeah, sure. uh, cutting that grass, making that cash. You have a legitimate business. You were telling me all fair, um, way beyond chucking the truck days. You have, a, you have a legitimate business. So you basically have two careers going simultaneously. There's a ton of people listening to this program um, that are in law enforcement or fire services, paramedic. It's crazy how many of y'all are out there. So you have more wisdom on this topic than me. So let me sit back and you, you share your story and what you've learned of how you're juggling it all. Uh, so I work 12 hour shifts, which I know is a pretty common thing in law enforcement world. Um, I, I work sw swing. I, I switch every two weeks. I work five in the morning to five at night for two weeks and then five at night to five in the morning, the next two. Oh, wow. That <laughs> but, shift stinks, huh? Yeah, it does. I mean, I've been doing it for a long time and it just doesn't get it's just not fun. Two, three, four a.m. It's like oh. I, I would say three a.m. is my wall. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't matter if I slept all day the day before or if I slept an hour. Like uh, it just it hurts. You know, it, you just got to push through. But luckily, uh, so half of our shift gets off at six and half gets off at five. Mm -hmm. That hour is so crucial. I love getting off at five because. I can go home. It's still dark out. It's get to bed. Get, while it's get dark. The, get the red. So important. When the daylight crests mm -hmm. is like a whole other thing. And, uh, you know, I'm sure the third shifters that are listening know that, you know, once a day, daybreak happens, you feel like get your second wind and then you're exhausted. Yeah. And, and I've done it. I've stayed up to do lawn jobs that I know I got to get done. And, and I go home and I'll grab a shower and something, something to eat. And then <clears throat> I will, Keep going. I, I've done that for years. I used to work in radio from midnight to 6 a.m. 
I did the exact same thing. If if I didn't get to bed and the sun came up, forget about it. Yeah, it's uh, it, I don't know. It's like a psychological thing or something. But you know, so so that's my that's my schedule. But in that month's time, I only work fourteen days because of all the days off and turnover, mm-hmm. and we have multiple platoons working and all that. So I have a lot of time off. And you know, when I had my kids are 14 and 12 now. So first couple of years of that shift, uh, you know, I was stay at home dad. My wife was a teacher. And so I was, you know, if I wasn't working, I was watching the kids. Mm-hmm. And then once they got to school, I was like, man, I'm kind of bored. <clears throat> I need to do something. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I had been doing aeration for, I've been doing aerations probably 15 years mm-hmm. and that, but that's a real short window, you know, like September to October. And I started off just doing a few, I'd rent a machine from local rental world and I'd go at it for usually did it over Labor Day weekend. Mm-hmm. Well, that, that grew from 10 to 30 to now I'm at like 130. Long. Police officer. It'd be a good interview, Caleb. <laughs> so now, now my, I have a partner at work that's also an officer, and we we do about 130 lawns wow. in uh, like September, October. So we we push. Every, what, what, what's your average price per aeration? How big are the properties? So you're gonna kill me on this. <laughs> you're not gonna be happy. But I I, I would say 125. Ah. Yeah. Ah. So no, I hit the wrong button. <laughs> <laughs> so here you go. 125 buck aeration. So and then maybe 25 or 50 for seed on top of that, depending. Man, when I got trained. Okay, by Kenny, who's big shot down in Atlanta. His advice to me, now we, we do ours complete opposite because we have warm season turf. So it's once it starts cooling off in September is when we would do the core aeration, seed it with some fescue and starter fertilizer. And, and I do not suggest doing this. I, I despise fescue in Atlanta. I, I just, it's too hot. So, but when he trained me, this was 2011 and 12, he says that you're starting at 300 bucks a pop to, to sell this service. So this is, this is uh, core aeration, and then you're going to seed it. You're going to fertilize it. 300 bucks. And I would get them. I mean, I would, I would sell them. And then my integrity caught up with me because I realized that you shouldn't do that in Atlanta. Where you guys are, that's, that's the lay of the land. But we have warm season turf, so we need Bermuda and Zoysia. But anyway, you, that's like one-third of the price that I was charging back then. So I, I think you're leaving an outrageous amount of money on the table. I'm not going to yell at you because you're the guest on my show. No, I know but that. But that's, I, that's, that's um, <laughs> sickening. I know that I'm leaving money on the table. But like, there's the part of me and, and my, my buddy that we do it together. We say this is not our primary source of income because we still have the police job, but, and I know it's, it's a side gig. So I'm like, I don't want to feel like I'm taking people over the coals, but you're, but, you're, you're not, but the, I'm saying the market is much higher than that in, Atl- oh, in Atlanta, at least. Oh, it's higher. And there. it's phenomenal profit margins. Cause whether you own an aerator, or you go rent one for the day, you do one or two and you get to, your money's worth of the machine and then you can crank out a bunch more. And, right. and uh, if you're not charging a buck 25, you're making. Well, so we, we own uh, two Clawson mm-hmm. walk behinds. One's big, 
you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then the other one's little mm-hmm. so we can get into gated backyards and then we rent a ride on yeah. uh, on busy days. And yeah. like, I never want to touch the walk behinds anymore after having the ride on. Yeah. Is you'll it, sleep good that night. Yeah, oh my gosh. <laughs> Not with the ride on, but with the, the walk other behind, I, you know, I have a, you know, my phone keeps track of my steps or whatever. My, my highest was like 46,000 steps with the, with the walk behind, which is like 15 miles. Yeah. If you give me your email address, I'll complimentary give you the rate increase letter. <laughs> For real. G- give me your card or your email before you leave. And I'll email it free of charge. This is, this is hurting me. And, and then before you go out and do the aeration, send them the letter and say, you know, last year, well, the letter will say everything it needs to say, but then you'll give them a, you know, maybe go to a buck, buck 75 or buck 65 increment. Right. You know, that's easy to digest. And if they bark at you, the letter will explain why you're raising your rate. But Okay. Well, I, I appreciate that. I guess no, I, I, for real, make sure you give me your email before you leave and I'll give you the rate increase letter free of charge as a gift. I just, um, like I said, I, I, I want to be fair with people and it's like, you know, the little lady down the street that I knew again, I'm the mayor. So I like, I, I feel like, Oh, I don't want to like charge $300. Cause we have like a, a very large, lawn landscape business in our area that mm. like I've asked people, Hey, get a price on them just so I can see. Well, and, what are they charging for? They're aeration? like two fifty, three hundred. 300. Yeah. So even if you are two and a quarter, yeah, two fifteen, right. two, you're, they're still saving, but right. that just shows you you're, they're literally double your price. Right. And that's pure profit at that point. Oh, I know it's pure profit. Yeah. Then, no, I've, I did notice, uh, this year, 2021, my seed price where I get it was like double, skyrocketed. Double. Yeah. I used to buy a 50 pound bag of like good, we use good seed. We mm-hmm. go to site ones right yeah. down the street. Guys are my gurus. If I have any questions that I'm not sure of, I always go ask them, but a, a 50 pound bag was like $75 two years ago. Now it's one fifty for a bag of seed. And I'm like, Oh my gosh. Like, and we didn't raise our price, which is stupid. I know, but uh, you know, I, we have, we both, we don't argue about it, but we're like, what should we do? We got to figure out something to, to make this more profitable. So yeah, well, that, I will give you the solution. It's raising your I know, rates I know, and I'll, I know. I'll, I'll take the, I'll take the communication that you're worried about the reputation with sweet Sue or, or Sally or, or Betty, or well, I don't yeah. know who these right, right. <laughs> sweet old ladies yeah. are, but, um, you communicate with them. Hey, it's a buck 65 this year, a buck 75, and then raise it again next year. And eventually catch up with the big boys in town. Cause you're offering, integrity and, and um, you're offering even more than them. Cause your, your, your reputation, right. Even if you guys do the exact pull the same plug, you're offering more cause you're, you're faithful, reliable, responsible. Yeah. I mean, integral. I look at, I'm doing the same thing. Like I'm my, my, but you should be getting paid the same. Right. Right. And that's just the, and that's, we, that's the, we make the excuse that we don't have fancy trucks and you know, that, uh, yeah, I, it's it's a hard it's a hard pill to swallow for for to raise rates when I keep I get get more and more like every year I get ten more ten more. So back to my story on how I've kind of progressed is I I was doing these aerations in a pretty exclusive neighborhood mm-hmm. near me, and one guy was a pastor at a local fairly large church, and he asked if I did fertilization treatments. I said eh, I said I do my own. And he said, well, I know I've been, I've seen your house. Your lawn's beautiful. I, and I said, well, yours is too. And he said, oh, well, then it's easy for you. You can just maintain this. Mm-hmm. I took a breath and I was like, all right. I was like, I'll, I'll you're, you know, you're close by or five minutes from my house. I'll, I'll, I'll do it. No problem. So 
that was the start. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's a pastor. He knows everybody. Mm-hmm. And so I now I take care of his whole family. I take care of his worship leader mm-hmm. at the church, the HR lady at the church, a couple of the... So I, it's branched, and I just keep adding more. But thanks to you and Naylor, like, my route is tight. Like, I, I have basically like three or four days of furting mm-hmm. and the one neighborhood I do like 10, I park mm-hmm. my truck and I do 10 and they're real little lots. Mm-hmm. And then I have another neighborhood where I do like six and the, those neighborhoods are close by five minute drive. Mm-hmm. So I keep my route on furting is, is really good. I, I, I have no issues with that. Um, there's a couple neighborhoods that are further out, but I schedule that on another day that I know I'm going to be driving. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's been fun. I've learned a lot, you know, listening and watching YouTube videos and, and uh, the guys. What, that- what would you say to other guys out there that are in law enforcement or, or, you know, paramedic fire services, like they have the full-time crazy schedule, full-time job, reliable income, but, but have, you guys do have these strange 14 days off or whatever it is in, in that line of work is very similar scheduling yeah where it's like you know you could watch reruns of seinfeld or you could you could do something productive and, yeah. and, and money making it's you know it's i <laughs> i still have the boat very close to the dock like i would say it's tied up at the dock because i'm i'm it scares me to jump and quit the law enforcement gig this far into my career. Like I'd be an idiot to, to leave right. at 20 years because I'd lose my pension. Yeah. I, I'm not suggesting. No, I know. I know that. But like I thought about it. I, I say, get the boat close to the dock to the guy that hates his job and walks in and wants to punch his boss and just, I hate his job. And, right. And, and it's just like, Oh, I actually enjoy it. It's therapeutic to cut the grass, but you, you got, I, I think of mine is like my boat's docked, but I take the jet ski off the boat and go run gotcha. around for a bit and then bring it back. Gotcha. Like, so I, it's a, it's a good side gig. It's very, um, therapeutic for me. Good stress mm-hmm. reliever. I, I'm just walking. I'm outside. You know, I do a little bit of light landscaping with mulch. Mm-hmm. Um, my uh, mom, what do you charge at a yard on the mulch? Uh, I charge a hundred. Okay. Yeah. hundred so installed. Good. All right. So, 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 so your mulch is actually, that took me a long time to figure that out. Yeah. Like, I, again, I am horrible with pricing. Like when I'm planning, so I do a little bit of planting like perennials and small mm-hmm. shrubs. I don't mess with big trees. I don't cut trees. I don't trim trees. <clears throat> I just keep it ground, trimming bushes, stuff like that. I, it's very difficult for me to figure out pricing on like planting a couple of azaleas and some perennials or, like edging a bed, like do I do that with man hour? Do I do that? Uh, do I charge by the the shrub mm-hmm. double the price of the shrub? I don't know. Like that. That's that's still an area where I I'm definitely leaving money on the table because I'm just not sure. And I have accounts at at nurseries, and I feel like I want to get um the most for my dollar, but then still not rip the people off and that's tough yeah you know especially if i know them you know like oh, i'll give you my cost on those shrubs like why am i doing that yeah when there's money to be made because like the, the wholesaler for a normal size bush i can get it for like 15 bucks if you go to the local garden center that same thing is like 50 so i'm like well if i only charge them 25 i'm still making ten dollars on the shrub and but they're still saving money off the garden center price so all right it's working out everybody's winning here but then i'm like 
and I'm selling myself short on this. Yeah. And I've gotten scolded by a couple people. Well, few people in my life. Cause I, I used to have that same mentality and I was always, I was always trying to cut someone a break and that guilty thing. You kept mentioning that word. I, I know what you're talking about. You're like, Oh, I, and, and, and what eventually took me out of it was some hard conversations. Um, one was with an accountant. This wasn't Gulf Coast bookkeeping. This was years ago. But they sat me down and they're running all numbers. And they're like, yeah, you'd have made more money working at McDonald's this year. And I said, and I made silver six figures revenue, not my personal income, but right. the business. So I thought I was a big deal. I'm like, yeah, six figures. You know, I was kind of fresh out college. I'm like... You know, yeah, yeah I make six figures, yeah, <laughs> you right, know, right, right. big money, <laughs> uh, big money yeah. over here. And my, and my accountant was explaining, yeah, you would have made more money. I thought she was a joke. She's like, yeah, you know, if you made 11 bucks an hour at McDonald's, 40 hours a week, you would have made more money because I spent all this money on equipment and all this money on, on fertilizer. I, I spent all this money on labor. All, you know, it all, it all came in and it almost all went out. Right. And, and that's when I realized from a professional saying, Hey, your, your business is on life support. How are you paying your bills? I actually had a mentor ask me that who, who works, uh, rich. I talk about him all the time, but he has these glasses and he put them on those nose and he looked at me, he was going through all my numbers and he's like, how are you paying your bills? Um, because there's so much overhead that goes into all of this. And so it's okay to charge a what, what the, the other company has it figured out. Otherwise they would have went out of business. So that 250 is like survival and profitable. And so right. anybody else listening out there that's um you're 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 not charging enough. It's we're not ripping people off by charging market. We're providing them a quality service. We have expenses that go into it. We need to make money and, and just kind of we were talking about this at lunch, separating our emotions and, and just giving a fair price. It has to be fair and reasonable. It can't be in the Bible it talks about that. Unweight scales in Proverbs. Um your pastor could probably explain it better than me, but, but be fair with your prices. But, but, but on the same men, don't be too low. We're, we're, we're out there just as a hobby. Right. And that, and that's where I started, I think. And that's unfortunately where I've been keeping it is it's a hobby. And now I'm getting to the point where it's not a hobby anymore. It's a retirement plan for me to, yeah. to do something. And that's my goal is, you know, I can leave the police world in five years and I don't want to go work for somebody. I don't, mm -hmm. I don't want to go work at Lowe's and, you know, manage the, the nut and bolt aisle. Like, I, I don't want to do that. I, I like, <laughs> I, I like being outside, you know, I've been outside for 25 years of my career where I'm driving around and I'm out. I, I, I want to be outside and doing stuff. And I like, I like the, uh, before and afters, mm -hmm. you know, especially when I'm doing like the, the mulch jobs and the cutting the fresh edge and trimming the, the sidewalks on a mow job. Like I want to, I, I like when the customer comes home and I'm still there just finishing up and they're like, Oh, well, this looks great. Thanks so much. I, I didn't know it could look this good. Like I love, I love that before and after thing, like the instant gratification. They went to work and their house looked like garbage. And now you come home and you got, you know, beautiful flowers and fresh mulch and the, the, everything's all edged out. And it's just, it's satisfying. It is. It is. I mean, there's a satisfaction of police work that's kind of undescribable, but there's also the satisfaction with that. That's sort of undescribable too. Like the, yeah. I, I got a dog during COVID just because my wife and kids were driving me nuts with wanting a dog. So we get a dog. What kind you get? A golden retriever. Nice. So he's like my therapy dog. Guess, you know, oh, we'll take care of him, dad. We'll clean up the, you know, uh, okay. So I'm like, in my head, I'm like, I, I just have to realize that I'm going to be the one to 
taking the dog for a walk so when it's pouring down rain and and i and i've embraced it i, I love that dog i was not a dog person before what's the this. dog's name sunny okay uh so and there's a story behind that that's for another podcast but his name's sunny and he's 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 like my therapy so mm-hmm. i walk around i do a lot of walks with twice a day morning mm-hmm. and night and uh i look at a lot of people's properties mm. You know, I'm just just walking. Not, I understand what you're I'm saying. Not, not judging. I'm just like, oh, yeah. look at that. And Observing. I'm like, Man, people just don't care. They just yeah. don't like their yards are they, from raggedy weeds to just unmaintained bed. I'm like, your house is your like your number one investment, and then you're letting it go. And then and maybe they're too busy or whatever. There, there's a million reasons why, but I don't know. It's just uh, that's mind boggling to me that you could spend so much money on a on a home. For your family, and then you let the exterior of it just downgrade, and that—that's not even going inside. I don't know what they got going on inside, but I've been in a lot of houses in the police world, and some of them are beautiful magazine-style homes, and some of them are down the right. Like I gotta take a shower when I get out, like just yeah, bad. Bad. Well, hey, thank you for taking the time to uh, join the program today. You've been on so far, Dan Wheeler's show. Yep. My show. And maybe you can go over LCR Media Podcast this year. I was Naylor. Oh, you've been on his show too? Yeah, yeah, yep. So you've been three so far today. Mm -hmm. So for the the Grand Slam, you need to go be on Kid Contractor. Caleb Bowman. That was who's in here oh, with the I cameras. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, I, so yeah. This has been awesome for me. You know, like uh, I I had shoulder surgery from a pre existing thing, so I've been off for weeks and I was like, you know what? I'll head down. You heard fun. about it through social media or the podcast? The or? podcast. Oh, yeah. Wow. I was listening to Nailer like two weeks ago and mm-hmm. I was like, I looked at my schedule and I looked at where it was. I was like, oh, I go down. My wife is a Disney travel agent, so she's mm-hmm. constantly coming to this airport. I was like, oh, well, I can just, that's easy. Hour and a half. No problem. So I had a lot of fun today. Thanks. Thanks for the. Uh, well, big thank you to Kohler Engines. Um, they, 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 they sponsored all this. Uh, Nick. I mean, yeah, they're running their business, and we're just—I'm sitting in the CEO's office chair. I know. It's a nice I think office. I need to get me one of these, this is, though. This is awesome. I, I, a lot of their products are crazy. I never saw any of them up close, but man, there's some—I definitely yeah. think about a couple of their pieces. And then we mentioned him multiple times already. Naylor Tally Farrell, LCR Media. He was the the pioneer um, behind all of this. And the last but not least, today's show sponsor, Jobber. The tedious admin and, and all the the one organization on a office side of things can be taken care of with jobber you can have all your customer information stored there and then invoice your customers track getting paid or get their card on file and charge their card when agreed upon jobber can take care of all of that if you want to just try it out and see if you like it if you understand you know want to get to get uh, familiar with it before you actually um, subscribe to jobber 14-day free trial, getjobber.com forward slash Paul. And then if you do subscribe to Jobber, I'll get you 20% off um, for your first six months, getjobber.com forward slash Paul. So um, we appreciate all of them. Jobber, LCR Media, Vic Carlson, Mulchmate, and of course, Kohler Engines. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And uh, hopefully we can go get you on Caleb's show and that'll be worth the trip for, for podcast. Then you can listen to it at 3 a.m. when you're out there about to fall asleep. <laughs> no doubt. And uh, you can you can listen. Yep. Then uh, go go get the Amish, pull over the horse and buggy or whatever. <laughs> Lancaster, PA, man. <laughs> That's for sure. Go get that cow. All right. Thanks for right. being on the show. <laughs> Thank you. This has been a Jameson Media and Mr. Producer production.